Okay, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. This is a podcast um, about, well, Stephen, how did you phrase it? Uh, it was, it was really, it was uh, stupid, filthy, rich, doing, doing stupid, stupid, filthy, filthy things. things. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... You told that to me, and it was... <laughs> so wonderful if there's anything that just succinctly describes our podcast it is the stupid filthy rich doing stupid filthy things and i really feel as though that it needs to be on a t-shirt you know uh i I feel like it will be one day i feel like i feel like someone out there is gonna like fall in love with our podcast so much and then they're gonna just you know post on insta be like hey we made t-shirts we made t-shirts yet. Yeah, you and I aren't going to like do any sort of merchandising. It's just going to be like, nah, the fa- it's the fans. It's the fans. The fans will be merchandising for us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they cut us in on some of that money. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyways, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, I am Haley and this is my co-host, Stephen. Hello. Say hello, Stephen. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit, but we're a little bit more on top of a regular schedule than usual. So I say that that is something Um, something. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who goes first. Um, So basically, let's see. Last time I went first, I believe you went first. You're up. Which means that I should go first. But if there's a Katie episode in between this, which, oops, letting people into the recording process, I don't know when these things come out. <laughs> um, but no, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Is that okay? You know, this is your show. It's, oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's mine. It's my show. It's our show, Stephen. That's right. Collect- ours. Collective ownership. You know what? Since it's collective ownership, since we have collective ownership, I'm going to allow you to go first. Oh, I don't think I like that. I don't want permission. (laughs) You know, I'm taking it. I'm taking it for myself. I am going first. (laughs) Okay. so success to get right into it. Cars. People need them. Rich people have the best ones, Mm -hmm. or at least the ones that literally no one else can dream of having. Um, I was inspired by several things in finding this topic. Uh, First was you telling me that I had missed something amazing in Henry Cyril Paget's wealth, Mm. which was his cars that were outfitted to spew perfume rather than smog. (laughs) Yes. That made me so unbelievably happy and intrigued that I was like, there have to be others. Who else? Uh, And then secondly, someone on uh, the website Imager, which I am a frequent goer, I'm on it literally every day, um, gave me a whole plethora of ridiculous cars to look at. And I adore them for that. They've actually been like a super big help. They just keep every day just keep sending me being like, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it's like, you are the best. Thank you. (laughs) So Imager user GB388, you are the bomb. Um, but, uh, I think we can both agree that cars is a very broad topic. Yes. Yeah. So because it is such, yeah, because it is such a broad topic, I have only chosen a couple to discuss. Um, and which means that you and I can, uh, or Katie, if she wants, we can visit cars again one day, just not these particular ones. Um, cause I'm sure that there's infinitely more than just the the couple that i've chosen <laughs> so yeah there's some pretty amazing super supercars out there that are just stupid they really are yeah, yeah they're just so stupid um what i'm not i'm not going to be talking about supercars like beautiful ferraris or someone who owns like 800 maseratis or something no 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 i'm more interested in the exterior of the cars okay fair enough yeah so so first up this car it was custom built for a man by the name of robert nickel matthewson matthewson lived as a wealthy british engineer in india in the early 1900s so this is the 
full swing of English colonization. Yep. Uh, the the rich white men are over there uh, being all glorious and being like, we have spices now. And East Indian <laughs> trading learning company. what a curry is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but basically, uh, early 1900s, cars are really becoming a big thing. If you're big and fancy and white and lording your wealth in the colony of India, then um, you're going to want a fancy fucking car, right? Yeah. So Robert decided, hey, let me get in on a piece of this pie. And I'm going to get a custom car from the manufacturer, Brooke, uh, which I didn't know what the fuck a Brooke car was until I went into this because I'd never heard of them before. But apparently in the early 1900s, uh, Brooke was a, a manufacturer of car that made car that were way more expensive than a Rolls Royce. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. So um, basically, <laughs> uh, Robert Matthewson was like, I'm going to look super rich for sure having a Brooke car, but how do I make it look more expensive? How do you take a car and make it look more expensive? Got any guesses? How do you make a car more expensive than what it already is? Um, Yeah. So if you went and you like just plucked a Ferrari off the lot, if you had that money, how could you make it all the more ridiculous and expensive looking? Be a, be a unique car that literally no one else has, because I guarantee you, whatever your thought is, it is nowhere near what this dude did. So, OK, if I had a stupid amount of wealth and just and I want to just just to blow this car out of proportion, let's say. Let's say, for instance, you know, you know how like there's, you know, glitter and sparkle type paint, you know, that can be used, you know, when the sun and the light, ref, you know, hits it just right. It refracts and gives all that sparkle to it. I yeah. would. Crush diamonds and Ooh. mix them in with paint, like a really like a beautiful kind of a ruby red color, you know. Because I, whenever I think Ooh. when I when I when I think of Ferraris or when I think of those high end Italian sports cars, I think of like this beautiful, almost like gorgeous blonde red lipstick type thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I would crush like the racing red. Yes, the racing red for sure. Um, and I would crush up diamonds. And then mix that in with the paint and then slather that paint on the car. And- oh, and then just like tell everyone like, this is my diamond encrusted car. That's, you know, that's that's a pretty good thought process. Yeah. I can understand this completely. I'm going to tell you right now, our our dear darling Robert Nickel Mathewson, he beat you wholeheartedly for imagination. Did he? <laughs> yeah. So, um. He turned his car into a swan. <laughs> like the like like um, the bird. The bird. Like the bird. Like the bird. Like he turned the it into, shape into a swan. Like it was like a, it's like he was driving yeah. a swan. What? Yes, I am I'm going to I'm going to read a quote to you describing it to you and then I'm going to send you an image of it because I feel as though my description is going to completely ruin uh, or I feel it. My description is not going to be good enough if you see the image first. Fair enough. So, quote, the swan car is built on a 1910 Brook 2530 HP chassis. Outfitted with a sculpted wooden body crafted by makers of fairground rides. So the bitches who made, who made carousel rides created the body of a swan. <laughs> I got a big job for you. No more carousels. Um, the head and the body were carved to create the effect of feathers, which doubled as a way to conceal the radiator. Uh... And just to make sure that this was going to be the uh, pinnacle of class, the swan had glowing eyes. It had Indian silk upholstery. It had gold leaf painted on the sides. Uh, Brushes that were at the back of the wheels to like keep or at the front of the wheels to keep the wheels clean. So as the wheels rotated, they got cleaned. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And um, there was a keyboard in the backseat to operate the uh, horn, which was described as a Gabriel horn. So like an angel's trumpet. Yes. <laughs> so, so angelic. Let me, yeah. So allow me just to send this to you really quickly. 
Because <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> what? Describe what you're seeing. <laughs> I am seeing probably one of the most uniquely crafted vehicles I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's like what floral detailing on it too as well. I, I mean, I can see, I can see. Yeah, there's. I don't know what kind of flat. It's like a palm lotusy type like flower thing that's been gold leafed onto the side of the car, and the car is like this really pretty creamy white, and the front of it is just a carousel swan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do have to appreciate like the the texture of how they did like the feathers and stuff like crafted into the wood. Like, I mean that that must have been no easy job. I mean that that had to take some time to get that level of detail. I mean, that, oh, absolutely, it's, I mean, it's very very impressive. Um, it, 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 I mean, and it's also it's open air, you know, so it's got you know a tall roof and it's completely open, kind of like you know it it, it, it looks as if they're converting you know, from that horse and carriage type thing to, you know, a vehicle, like, but without the horses, so to speak, mm -hmm. that's kind of what it, you know, kind of that vibe it gives off. Um, gosh, every time, uh, oh yeah, the horn, uh, I really want to hear what that horn sounds like, because what, what... <laughs> I think there might be a video. Cause I did find a video of a guy showing off. Um, so the, the keepers of, of uh, the car right now, yeah. um, they made a video some years ago uh, giving uh, a tour of what the car looks like and uh, showing off some of its more unique features, which I will get into in just a moment. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe I'll be able to provide uh, the link to that because it might have a thing to the horn. But yeah. one of the interesting things that I learned from that video is that uh, there there is a mechanism in the back seat. <laughs> that allows you to as the passenger to tell the driver which direction he needs to turn because apparently the driver doesn't know the directions of where he's going if you're just out for like a cruise or whatever so you literally turn this knob and, it, and it'll like ding right ding left ding center because it was considered improper for you to communicate with your driver by speaking it was like what? it was beneath you <laughs> yeah what <laughs> so fucking stupid what an awkward car ride though for that driver i know Gosh. okay so <laughs> to talk about the more unique features of this already incredibly unique car yes. um, oh there's more is there's oh, more my. is the fact that this car was able to open its beak right the fuck up and spray hot water that was basically steam so it could get the riffraff out of the streets and the car could go through. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so if the streets were crowded, it just went and like steam came out and it kind of warned people like move off to Clear the, the side. Clear the way, peasants. Clear the way. My swan approaches. <laughs> out of the way. Do you think <laughs> the swan is here? Do you think like that small children were like heavily confused by this car, thinking it was like a carriage ride? Do you think that like some of them tried to uh, like approach the car, like "Mom, I want to ride," and they just get a blast of steam in the face? <laughs> Surprise! Oh, no, <laughs> you're learning. To, you're learning about life the hard way, small child. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're learning your place you in wanna... life. <laughs> Do you want to know about something that takes the swan thing even further? Yeah. Probably to a point that it shouldn't be taken. Yes. The swan poops. I'm sorry? The swan poops. There's a pipe at the back of the car that when opened will spill out whitewash to look like bird shit. Like a white splat of bird shit. <sighs> I I have no words. It's a pooping car. It's a pooping car. It's a pooping car. How, how is it activated? Is it activated every time they squeeze the horn? <laughs> That's what I want to know. No. That's, what, that's all I want to know. It's just how is it activated? <laughs> no, it's got like it's it's got like a little sheath thing that you just pretty much like okay. it gets lifted up and I don't know if when he was driving around it right. <laughs> But I just love that it's splat. Like, gross. 
So yeah, that's that's the swan car. It makes me unbelievably happy because it's just so ridiculous. Like a lot of thought and effort went into this car and it's it's so beautiful, but so fucking stupid. Here's a I'm sending you a picture right now of uh, it in the early 1900s with, um, I don't know if it's Matthewson who's next to it, but someone is standing next to it and they certainly look old timey. So, mm, he's got like a little African safari hat that does. Yeah. yeah. It's very uh, English colonial. Very much so. <laughs> yes. And, and look at the way he's standing. He's got that right leg just out just a little bit. And he's got, you know, that, that nice white suit or yeah, this nice white suit. Super pompous asshole. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's definitely he's holding on to the side of this car as though just like this is my pride and joy. I created this. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's also. Um, oh, I also think um, I'm almost positive because there are photos of it on the Internet. I think there was a second car created like this one that is called the Signet. The Signet? <laughs> yeah, it's because Signet means baby swan. Yes. <laughs> so it's the baby swan card. It's significantly smaller. And um, I want to say it was built in 1920, but don't quote me on that. Fair enough. But uh, here is a photo of the little baby <gasps> signet car. Look at it. It's so tiny. So it's got like the same front where it's like the feathers and the little thing. But he doesn't have the big gold collar. He's only got a little silver yeah. collar. And it's just um, the the body is just big enough uh, for, I would assume, like two people. So like you would be driving. You don't have a driver. Right. Yep. Yeah. So there's the, the swan and the signet. It's so cute. It's so cute. So, I know. <laughs> oh, um, do you want to know about another car? I would love to know about another car. Okay. Um, so first let's talk about uh, a man who is called the Rainbow Sheik. The Rainbow Sheik. Yes. There. So his name is Hamad bin Hamdan al Na. Nayan? Uh, sorry for butchering that. I, I was feeling very confident up until that last name. Hamad bin Hamdam al Nayan, I think is how you say his sure. name. Um, he is a member of the ruling royal family of the United Arab Emirates. Sure. Uh, for over three centuries, his family has ruled Abu Dhabi. Okay. Uh, he is worth about $20 billion. Billion with a B. Okay. He loves cars. He has over 400 of them. It might be more at this point, because I'm pretty sure this article was written a while ago. He earned the title of Rainbow Chic because he loves having all the colors of the rainbow and has seven uh, Mercedes uh, SEL 500s painted in the rainbow color. So one car is red, orange, yellow, blue, like the, the Roy B. J. Uh, the Roy G. Biv uh, Spectrum. Uh, So you line them all up and he's got a little rainbow of Mercedes. And uh, inside the trunks of all of those cars are matching M16s. (laughs) Matching M16s? Like rifles? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a kaleidoscope of rifles. It's a kaleidoscope of rifles. Um, So, but we're not here to talk about his Mercedes. Uh, I'm doing the most insane hand movements, uh, movements right now. I'm just kind of like, I'm like, ah, everything is just luscious. So I must blah. So <laughs> sorry, I just got distracted by noticing how much my arm was moving. Um, <laughs> but okay. The most amazing thing is that rather than uh, his very fancy cars, his favorite kind of car is a simple 1950s Dodge Power Wagon. Okay. Uh, the Dodge Power Wagon in the 1950s pretty much became synonymous with the oil boom in, in Abu Dhabi. It was the car that was used by um, the seekers of oil driving across the desert. It was it was pretty much the car to have. Um, it was trusty and reliable and everything like that. So our boy, the Rainbow Sheik, 
decided that he wanted to honor this truck. And uh, as it turns out, he has a goal to make, or not a goal, but like he, he really enjoys creating scale replicas of things. So what better than to combine his passion for scale replicas and his passion for the 1950s Dodge Power Wagon truck? Uh, and just build a scale replica of the truck out in the desert. A scale replica, which is uh, 64 times the size of the original truck. Mm. Yes, so 64 times. It is huge. It is so large that it has been outfitted with a living room, four bedrooms, and a bathroom. Yikes. Yeah, so it's literally, you climb, what you do is you end up climbing up this ladder into it, and you go inside, and uh, it's it's a house. The interior is a house. <gasps> Did you just get the photo yes. I sent you? Yes, what in the world? Describe what you're seeing. <laughs> uh, what I'm seeing looks like... Um, the Ant-Man tech actually existed back in the <laughs> 1950s. And it looks like they, before they tried it on human physiology, they were like, Hey, what is the most reliable thing out there that we know we can count on through and through? And one of the, like the old guy scientists in the back was like, well, how about my Dodge power wagon? And I'm like, well, sh <laughs> well, sure. Let's, let's use it on the Dodge power wagon. And so the image I see in front of me is a regular Dodge Power Wagon, a shrunken Dodge Power Wagon, and then a giant man-sized Power Wagon. So we know, and we can defer from this photo, that <laughs> PIM Technologies does in fact exist, and it was <laughs> actually made into a thing back in the 1950s. Marvel is real, y'all. That's my plug. <laughs> Um, so I didn't look up when this replica was created. I believe it was created, I want to say sometime in the 90s or the early 2000s or something like that. But it is in uh, the Guinness uh, Book of World Records. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's air conditioned. The tailgate lowers so you can have a nice patio overlook of the Abu Dhabi desert. Uh-huh. Um, let me let me explain to you just how big this thing okay. is. The wheels are from an oil rig transporter. The one uh, the windshield wipers are from an ocean liner. And the headlights cost a thousand pounds each. A, th a thousand pounds for each for one headlight. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, and here's the kicker. It can be driven. Oh, my. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> I, I I I I I want I want this in my life. I've stunned you. <laughs> I I want it. I do. Um. I I I, I want it. <laughs> I, that's all I can say. You want this truck house? Yes, I do indeed. <laughs> So anyways, um, that's all I got for you. I decided to just do two cars. Uh, it felt it felt like a decent amount of time just kind of mull over things anymore. And I was afraid that I'd go over. But um, yeah, so we can continue doing cars if we want. But I thought that these ones were pretty fabulous. Oh, super fabulous. I am so, so thrilled that you... Um... You shared that with me because that is amazing. I I'm still floored. <laughs> which is, I was gonna say, which is your favorite? Is it the Swan Car or is it the uh, or is it the truck? Hundred percent truck. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's where we differ. I love the Swan Car. I just want to be able to spray hot scalding steam at people. <laughs> Get out! It, it would be so perfect for road rage nowadays. Get out of the way, honker. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, but with that, you would just, you would own the road. 
I mean, literally. It's like a monster truck on steroids. <laughs> Uh, uh, unbelievable yeah so uh what do you have for me then what do i've got for you so um i would like to take a brief dive deep into the depth of johnny depp's depth of wealth and fortune if oh my god if i may <laughs> Yes, you may. Absolutely, you may. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Let's talk about Johnny Depp just just for a second. Um, Johnny Depp's one of my favorite actors. He really is. Um, I know that obviously a lot of things have been said about him recently. Um, you know, uh, the big thing about his his marriage with Amber Heard was like a huge scandal here for a couple years. Actually, did you know it's coming out that potentially it was actually Amber that abused him and not the other way around? Really? That feels like that's just something his publicist is like trying to get out to like make his movies successful again. The only reason why I'm inclined to believe it is because one of Depp's bodyguards came forward and testified Hmm. and said that he actually has physical evidence and pictures of the abuse. Um, And it's now being corroborated with other people who have started to come forward who now feel that they can safely come forward and try to get all this mess cleared away. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's still developing. It's, I mean, it's, it just started developing here just a couple months back. So, um, well, I'd be interested to see where that goes. Cause I did, I did really love him as an actor. And then I kind of learned that he was like that all of that stuff happened. And I'm, I'm less inclined towards him now. Right. But, um, yeah, so but I I have I have heard little nuggets about his spending habits. Mm-hmm. Especially having to do with wine. But that's about all I know. So if you could enlighten me, that would be amazing. I would love to enlighten you. So um obviously the topic being, you know, how the how the filthy rich do the filthy rich things. Um Depp is no exclusion uh to that for sure. Um our uh our pirate of the Caribbean at heart uh, has definitely spent his money on some stuff for sure. Uh, <laughs> for sure. So let's just kind of uh, dive right in um, to continue with the analogy. Um, so uh, according to several different um, articles and sources, um, kind of the, the first kind of big, big spend that Depp um, really just gave all into was he spent Upwards and over a total of $75 million to acquire, improve, and furnish 14 residences around the world with full staffs. Oh, my God. He's got butlers and stuff. Full staffs. Full maid staff, full butler staff, full kitchen staff. And even when he's not there, they still work. Oh my god, it's like he's living like in the Victorian era. He spends uh it also goes on to say that he spends uh around 3 to 500,000 dollars a month just paying salaries. Okay, well one at least he's it's that seems like he's paying them a good amount then. Hell yeah. But two He's he's doing a Downton Abbey. Exactly. He has yeah. His own <laughs> does he have does he have a valet who dresses him and like the head butler and the under butler and a footman and <laughs> I don't think so. I haven't seen that yet, but with some deep diving and some deep investigation, I I might be able to uncover that, but it's just oh just, just at the surface, no. Um one of these um Residences is a 45-acre chateau in the south of France, which currently is valued at 13.5 million. Um, it's pretty beautiful. I had trouble downloading the photo, but as soon as I get the photo, I will I will send you over the photo. It's it is gorgeous. It is like it's yeah. it's nestled right down in uh, the bottom of France, like near Nice, which is kind of at the southern tip of France. Um, that's just one. Um, there is um, a chain that uh, a chain of residences he has in the Bahamas. A number of houses in Hollywood. He has pent loft, uh, pent, penthouse lofts in downtown LA, and then he has a horse farm in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a 
ranch and it's not a stable. It's a horse horse farm. farm. I really want to know what that purchase was for. Is it like a secret guilty pleasure of like he wants to he wants to be a cowboy baby Um, or is it he just really likes horses? Um, Is it just something he can own? Is it just something like, hmm, do I want (laughs) to? Do I want a horse farm? Yeah. And then he just <laughs> throws money on it. <laughs> so, yeah. I, does, does he race the horses? Does he sell the horses? Is there just 400 horses wandering around a farm? I want him to know more. He just, he just has them just because. All right. Also, I like that he has multiple residences in L.A. and Hollywood. Like, it's like, oh, I don't feel like driving a half hour to my house. I'm just going to stay in this apartment. (laughs) Wouldn't that wouldn't that be wonderful? Like, you know, if, if, you know, you you and Garrett owned, you know, a couple different houses and you're like, you know what? I really don't feel like staying here tonight. Let's uh, let's go to our house in San Diego or better yet. (laughs) Let's. Let's go to our uh, our mountainside resort uh, up in Aspen, Colorado for the weekend. Well, that's the thing. That's not even what my point was. One, that sounds amazing. But those are in different cities. Those are like, I want a change of scenery. For Johnny Depp, he's like, I've got multiple penthouses <laughs> in only L.A. Right. That's fair. <laughs> it's not it's not a change of scenery of like. I want to spend the weekend down in down at the beach or I want to spend the weekend over at my ski lodge. No, it's I want to spend the weekend in my second penthouse, <laughs> which is probably like it's just next door. So all he has to do is it's just, literally just, just next, door. next door and just opens the door. And it's like, ah, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same layout as the first one. All the same furniture. It's, ex- it's the exact ex- exact same, except except in the first one, it's got a portrait of uh of him as Jack Sparrow, like winking with one eye, but in, in the other one, it's just it's him winking with the other eye, so he gets both effects. <laughs> so it's his little touchstone for knowing which house he's in. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so moving right along, um, this is actually kind of a a fun thing I did not know. Um, um, more so about the details behind it, not necessarily the amount of money. Like the amount of money on this, I could I can imagine because it's stupid. Um, but, uh, he purchased here a few years back a 150 foot luxury yacht for 18 million. Okay. And I'm going to send it to you. Ooh, that certainly is a boat. (laughs) Oh, that's actually really pretty. Like it's all wood paneled on the inside. Guess what he named it. Oh no. (laughs) What did he name it? He named it Vajala Raja. (laughs) (laughs) A pun on the Jolly Roger pirate flag. It's called (laughs) V-A-J-O-L-I-R-O-J-A. Vajala Raja. (laughs) (laughs) Hop aboard my Vajala (laughs) Raja. All aboard. Hey. You want to just come take a swim on my vagina, Roger? Oh God, no! I don't <laughs> stay away, Mr. Depp. <laughs> you know, it can go right next to. It can go right next to. I forget who it was who had this fucking yacht. I really want to say Katie covered him. I want to say it's the Sultan of Brunei's brother it has a yacht that's named Tits. Tits, Tits the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Tits and Vajala Roger. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so what's interesting is after like the whole Amber Heard thing, um, he was wanting to kind of uh, he blew through a lot of money in those lawsuits. Um, so uh, he actually okay. So actually before right before all the lawsuit stuff happened, he actually did get the name changed from Vajala Raja. He did change it. He changed. Why? He changed it to. Uh, Amphitrity? Am- amphitrity? Amphitrity? Amph- amphitrity, which is... That sounds like it's a Greek nymph. It is. It's a Greek... Oh! It's a sea goddess, and it was also Poseidon's wife. He gifted it to his new wife, Amber Heard, uh, as of 2015, um, 
when she was almost 30 uh, for her, yeah, for her, actually for her 29th birthday. Um, he gave it, he gave uh, her the yacht and changed its name. So when for, forgive the return of the pun, but when everything went tits up, uh, with <laughs> <laughs> him and uh, Amber's marriage, he ended up, um, he still had actually ownership of it at that time. Like it, the, the, de- like the, t- the deed, the title, the ownership papers, the, uh, yeah. who knows, um, whatever you have to own a yacht. Um, before it actually was signed over to Amber Heard, um, guess who bought it for a whopping $22 million? Who? J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That was the, that was the most oh. random piece of information about it. So J.K. Rowling That's... bought it off him in 2016 for $22 million. That Why? just doesn't... <laughs> I don't associate J.K. Rowling with yachts. Neither do I. Also, the fact that she got a yacht, which is is now named. I wonder if she kept the name of the Greek, the Greek nymph. Like, no, I would I would want to keep it as the Vajay Roger. Uh, she probably changed it to uh, I want to be politically correct. Dumbledore is gay. <laughs> no, it's more just I'm going to keep tweaking. I'm going to keep tweaking my beautiful world. Yep. Keep tweaking. Yep. 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 Oh my gosh. Uh, I could get off on that tangent. Actually, uh, Shelly and I, my wife and I were just talking earlier about that whole thing with, uh, JK Rowling. So actually I'd be, I'm curious if she has any crazy like wealth purchases. I don't, I don't know. Cause I know that she had, um, she was a billionaire. She had billionaire status, but she's given so much of it away to charity that she's now a millionaire. Correct. So like, I knew that very good fact about her. I'm like, hell yeah, that's respectable. For sure. But shit, now that's, you have me curious. I want to yeah. know if she's got any like secret weird fantasies secret that she Secret weird wants. habits of spending that we just got to dig and dig and find out. What we just don't know about. Yeah. Oh, I want to know now, especially since she now owns the Vajali Raja. She, she is the proud owner of the Vajali Raja. Should we make that the title? <laughs> the Vajali Raja. <laughs> The proud owner of the Vajala Raja. <laughs> yes. Uh, so moving on. Um, so getting into, uh, actually, I'd like to take a, just a quick step back uh, to uh, Johnny Depp's wild, extra- extravagant L.A. penthouses. Um, I actually have. A, oh, his his multiple penthouses. His multiple penthouses. Yes. His next door penthouses. Yes. So there were actually there were five penthouses in the same building. No, so we were right. I yep. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I, I did not read through all of my notes. There were five five apartments in one building in the Eastern Columbia Building, uh, in downtown L.A. So I have a picture here of. Did one he just of like the, combine all of them so it's like one big hallway and? Like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's, uh, I mean, I mean, the article and it, it talks about just the architecture is very, very colorful, very, very bold, very, very vibrantly aesthetic which is kind of what you'd expect from uh from jack sparrow yeah so let me just shoot this your way it's very blue yeah very yeah very aqua very very vibrant but also modern too like it's it's super modern too as well it's very modern so it's like these really nice wood floors that i would kill to have yeah uh and then like a big round kitchen table with chairs that i think look uglier than sin right um they're ve- like they're the red tarnished metal chairs yeah Ew. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i like his really big like sea ship painting that's above the kitchen but also that kitchen does not have a lot of counter space and i'm a little bit disappointed yeah this is a shitty penthouse <laughs> <laughs> okay so Oh, I should have got I should have gotten the a picture from the di- like the like the main dining hall from where I went to school in Florida. Like that dining hall, like just imagine this room like a hundred times bigger. Like oh, very no. very cheesy, like cheesy modern. Like it's like they're trying to be modern and like, you know, with the times, but it ended up being like a weird, sickly retro that was not okay. That like made you feel like you wanted to puke every time you saw the color schemes. It's like <laughs> colors that should not go together went together. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to show you that. I'll have to send you that picture sometime. It's it's bananas. Please. Um, okay. So 
getting on to the creme de la creme. So, so you had made a comment earlier about Johnny Depp's wine infatuation. So I am not a huge person, a huge like wine person. I'm just now getting into it. Uh, coming from a craft beer background, I understand craft beer. I understand the process. I understand what the flavor profiles are. Are not that I'm a snob by any means. I'll drink anything, but I, I respect you know beers that are crafted really really well because you can taste certain things. Yada yada yada. Um, people who like wine, they're they're in a whole nother level um, <laughs> than craft beer people. They really really are. And 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 all you all of you who are listening to this right now who are wine people. You understand what I'm talking about. Like there is just there is a higher appreciation and a just a deeper commitment to truly being a wine connoisseur or um, sommelier, uh, which I believe is the right term. Um, I think it's uh, sommelier. Sommelier, yeah, sommelier. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't understand any alcohol. I can barely distinguish the tastes between like. A top shelf brand and a lower <laughs> brand. I can't. Oh, Haley, My brain is swine. just like, this is alcohol. Yes. You swine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trash. I know I am. <laughs> but I can at least, like, I don't know what the fuck any difference between a wine is other than, like, white, rose, or red. I can kind of go through there. <laughs> but, like, if you hand it to me, I can sip it and tell you if it tastes good or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's about that's as that's about as far as my uh, expertise goes. So anyone who's like, oh, this has this has a fruity note with a hint of juniper. I'm like, where? What? What? You're tasting pine trees in this? I don't. Huh? Uh, so on the topic of wine. So Johnny Depp, obviously big wine connoisseur, loves wine every month. He has wine flown in from all over the world for his personal consumption. Take a guess at how much do you think he spends monthly? Okay, monthly. Having it flown in, um, I want to guess high. Am I guessing in the millions? No. Is that it's not? No. It's okay. Not that high. Half a million? No. Oh. Uh. Less than half a million? Less than a hundred grand. No, I was expecting so much more. He only spends 30 grand a month. Only 30 grand. Only 30 grand. Yeah. That is, that's a, that's a chunk of my yearly salary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, only 30 grand. I sometimes forget how much money is worth. <laughs> right. on this show because right. we talk about such high numbers like, that I'm like oh only 30 grand, grand. that's nothing and then I that's just cheap. had him then I just had a moment of like Haley 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 you make like 45,000 a year <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to share that whatever <laughs> <laughs> know what you're worth guys that's right know what you're worth and represent yeah, like, we're, and and the stigma about talking about your pay. We're here sitting with our middle class job, saying 30, 30 grand a month. That cheap little piece of shit. Can he afford better wine? Can he? <laughs> can he afford better wine? Can he afford more wine? Well, that's also if you think about it, three million dollars of like wine, which was my initial guess. Right. That's a lot of wine to drink. You just would have to be hammered from like morning until you go to bed. Right. But but even looking at in a year time frame, you know that's still less than half a million dollars. It's only about it's only three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Only wow, so less than half a million, and he spends half a million on paying his many servants. Yeah. Each month. Yeah. So 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 there's a million done and gone. He's keeping right there. in budget then. Yeah. He's keeping in budget. Yeah. <laughs> and so oh yeah, and fun fact too. So as of 2016, Johnny Depp was worth about 400 million. Um, his 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 total net uh, worth right now, after all the lawsuits and stuff, um, is like 180 to 200 million. So he's he's lost about 200 million over the last couple of years. That is a lot to lose. Yeah, that's a lot I of mean, money. He, that's also still a lot of money. But now I'm also sure. thinking of like, wait, if you if you have that amount, can you afford to keep doing thirty thousand dollars on wine a month? 
Exactly. Can you afford to have 14 residences of, of servants? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyways, to wrap up, Mr. Depp, um, I leave you with, uh, I leave you with this. So, um, and this is actually a reference to something that you mentioned earlier. Um, so his probably most crazy, like strange expense. I'm not sure if, if most people know, but, um, one of his lifelong friends, Hunter S. Thompson, uh, who was a writer, um, who passed away in 20, uh, 2005, um, Johnny Depp spent $5 million to have his ashes blasted from a specially made cannon over Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> Why did it cost $5 million? Why did it cost $5 million to do that? You can't just fucking find a cannon and just put the ashes in. Like, what is it? What do you have to do to spend $5 million on a cannon? Uh, I don't understand. I, I don't understand, too. I, I'm actually looking right now to see if I can find... I just really enjoy it. <laughs> it's like, to honor my friend, to honor my friend, I know that he would want to be shot out of a cannon. Yes. At least he had the decency <laughs> to do it with his ashes and not like his body. Because <laughs> I'm just imagining a body getting shoved into a cannon like, like in an old timey circus. <gasps> There is a YouTube video of his funeral. Oh, no. <laughs> I will upload that to you later because that'll take some time. Um, <laughs> I'll, I will link it on our Twitter. But uh, yeah, so um, this this cannon was hoisted to the top of a 47 meter tower over Thompson's um, Colorado uh, farm. OK. And uh, it was shot off uh, during uh, the funeral. And uh, what did he say? Um, oh, <laughs> Thompson's widow said, well, he just loved explosions. <laughs> That's what she said. That's such a simple. He just really loved explosions. Yeah, because Depp said, it's like, all I'm trying to do is make sure his last wish comes true. I, I just want to send my pal out the way that he wants to go out. And he went. Okay, one, that's, that's adorable. <laughs> he, but can he you he imagine? Wa he wanted to go out with a bang. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Wait, was that actually his last words? No, that was just me being funny. I really hope <laughs> that those were actually his last words. He's dying on his bed. And he's, I want to go out with the a bang. bang. And then, and then, and then they just took like, it really yeah, literally. Yeah, so, yeah, so he died and then Johnny Depp looks over to his widow and is like, you know, I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that happen. So that wraps up our very brief dive deep into the depth of Johnny Depp's depth of wealth <laughs> and fortune. What alliteration. <laughs> so, Oh, thank you so much for bringing that into my life. You're, that... you're so welcome. <laughs> he went out with a bang. <laughs> okay. Now do we want the title of this episode to be out with a bang or, or Vajali or Vajali Raja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, our listeners good you times. decide <laughs> yeah i'll probably end up putting a poll on twitter but um by the time of course that this episode comes out um no one will be able to vote on it <laughs> because it will have happened in the past that's how time works right uh <laughs> in any case thank you so very much for listening everybody thank you. um yes Yes, absolutely. We're so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad that we can entertain you with uh, ridiculous things such as a swan car and a house on wheels and, <laughs> and shooting your dead friend out of a cannon. Um, if you would like to support us, it would be super duper great if you could leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. 
uh, or wherever you're listening to it. It helps other people discover us. Um, it also helps if you follow us on our Instagram, Outrageously Unnecessary, or on Twitter, uh, oh, unnecessary pod. Uh, for updates on Instagram, I will be putting all of our images that um, Stephen and I have been swapping back and forth during this episode, so that way you can understand the the visual references that we're making. Um, and on Twitter, that's where I'll be making updates about the podcast or uh, sharing silly things that I find. Like, I found a really wonderful headline the other day that was um, that I posted on our Twitter. <laughs> that hold on i have to pull it up i have to pull it up i'm so excited it was i know i'm i'm building it up to this great thing because i didn't have it at the ready like a dingleberry but (laughs) um it's genuinely it was it was a headline that's just a roller coaster from start to finish which is in the wealth category of of this article of this website Art on the super yachts. Beware of wine corks and kids. <laughs> <laughs> so what? protect protect your artwork that is specifically on your super yachts by being wary of flyaway corks and children running amok. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Watch those children running amok. Yep. <laughs> Don't go popping champagne bottles too close to your Picasso. Specifically on your super yacht, you can do it in your mansion. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Haley, thank you so much for having me back on this week. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for coming here and giving me something delightful to laugh at. You're more than welcome. All right. And with that, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>